name is Sherry Wilson, and I'm here to fill your ears with the best business content I can give you while you work out, commute, clean your house. Anything to help you work your biz like a boss. Hey guys, welcome to today's training. I apologize for my ridiculous hair. I decided to maybe go a little El Naturel, and then it looked like um, I don't know that I've been in a windstorm and then I thought well I'll add a little bit of curl and then now I look like a big poofy bowl is on top of my head but that's okay I'm gonna take the hit of experimenting and innovating today and I am going to go out in the public like this okay so uh, I am a strategist educator an introverted entrepreneur I love helping my fellow introverts and my extrovert friends and uh, I want to talk today about something that I'm sure all of you have had problems with, and that is uh, miscommunication in emails and text messages. And let me tell you why that that's extremely common. Like you could be the best friends with somebody, and then all of a sudden there's a discussion about a text or an email because 93% of communication is nonverbal. So when you take out the gestures, when you take out the facial expressions, when you take out um, the uh, uh, smiles and the tone of voice, when you take all of that out, which makes up so much of our communication, you're left with words in an email or text and no visual or audio cues. And so I wanna give you some tips on this because it's, uh, even with your business, you can really lose rapport if you send a, you know, a quick email and you don't think about how maybe it comes across because again, we don't have those nonverbal cues. Now, <clears throat> um, I'd say the first rule of thumb, and I try if at all possible to follow this rule. Uh, sometimes my clients don't let me, and I'm telling you, I have problems when they don't let me, is I call. I will always call if it's something that's very, very important or if there's a potential conflict involved or it's a difficult discussion. Sometimes they just won't and I have to deal with things in email. I hate doing that if it's of you know that importance, but that's the first rule of thumb is if there's any potential that they may misunderstand what you're saying, uh, it may make them angry or whatever, make sure you give a phone call, okay? So with that out of, uh, the way let me give you the second rule i never email when angry every time i've done that every time i've been angry every time i've been frustrated and i send an email it comes out now what i can do though is if i really want to tell them what i think i'll type up the email and then i'll delete it and it really does help sometimes other times it doesn't help at all so number one call if it's really important or any potential for conflict that could come out of your emails or texts and don't do it when angry or frustrated okay and it's really the same thing that i would tell people and uh, having difficult conversations or conversations with someone when you're angry and frustrated is you want to deal with that first before you even talk to them in person. So it's kind of a, you know, a general rule of thumb anyway. And if I scratch my nose a lot today, it's because my cat has been very lovey and I think I have his fur in my nose. Okay, so two things that your client is looking for in your emails and text some of the time, I mean, you don't want to waste people's time with text messages either, but really the emails is they're looking for trust and relevance. In other words, 
do you have the message and the voice and that's coming out and that it's showing your expertise it's showing that you generally want to help them that you're not wasting their time that you're giving them valuable information so that's the first thing and then the relevance that ties into it because no one hates getting emails that are not relevant to their life and so you really know, need to know your target and you need to make sure that what you're sending them will give them more value in their life. It will help them in their business, it'll help them in their personal development, it'll help them in time management maybe. Whatever it is, you wanna make sure that you're giving your target audience relevance. And uh, so really fluffy, too many worded uh, emails that go on and on about stuff that's not important to them, you want to avoid and get straight to the point. Another trick, um, by the way, that uh, is not in my notes here, is narrow your text. You'll notice a lot of people do that and the reason why is research shows us that when you narrow the text there's a bigger chance that people will read your email all the way through or your blog post or whatever it is. So narrowing that text, keeping it very pithy and breaking it up by uh, headlines or bigger text and bold throughout the email is a really good idea because it keeps attention captured. I think the statistics of them finishing goes up like 90 something percent. So relevant information, pithy, take advantage of the headlines, bigger and larger, uh, bolder words throughout the text that you really want to emphasize is a good idea. Okay. Uh, the other thing that I want you to keep in mind, and really you need to think about your emails how you think about emails. Um, if I open up an email and it's really, really long, I don't read it. I may start reading it, it may interest me, and then I'm like, oh, I don't have time for this. Um, also, I have a love-hate relationship with my emails. It's like, oh yeah, I got emails from so-and-so, or that's so neat, my friend contacted me. The rest of the time I view most of it as irrelevant, unnecessary, and spam, even from people I like. And uh, so keep that in mind, guys, because that's how your client thinks. And so, of course, you want to grab them with that subject line to even get them in there. But once you do, make sure you understand that, oh, I got an email from so-and-so. Oh, I hate all these emails. I'm overwhelmed with them. Okay? So you want to, you know, think how you think when it comes to email because it can be overwhelming, the sheer quantity. Okay. So, number one, to build rapport and to keep rapport in emails and texts, match your customer's writing style. This is similar to mirroring, mirroring and body language to build rapport. You'll notice people that have a rapport, they start mirroring each other's gestures, facial expressions, head positions, uh, the body language as a whole. They call it synchrony. And so you enter into this dance where you're not parroting them, but you're mirroring them because you actually have good rapport. Uh, you'll notice when you have business meetings where you've got really good rapport, you'll actually move everything to the side cups and all the ridiculous things they put on the table. Uh, you'll get them over and out of the way, you know, at restaurants that you can really focus. So that's kind of what you're doing is you're wanting to mirror and then you're wanting to get everything out of the way that would hinder good communication. So you want to match their writing style. So it, we do it normally in conversation. Now take it to your emails. So let me give you an example. Uh, you got informal, formal. So if they're informal, you don't want to be too formal or you won't have rapport. Are they detailed or short and to the point? Are they short paragraphs or long paragraphs? 
Uh, in fact, their writing style will be a clue to their personality. If you have an email where it's very detailed with really long paragraphs, that's probably a C. If you have to the point and they forget to say things like, hi, how are you? You've probably got a D. If you have someone uh, emailing really long messages with all this flowery language, you've probably got an I. A C, they might be a little, or an S might be a little bit more formal with a touch of personal. So that can give you a really good start on how you interact with them, not just in email, but also when you meet them for the first time or when you're presenting your, uh, you know, your business idea, your product or your service. And, uh, and also just know everybody loves emojis. I know they seem immature when you're using them, but we all love them. Uh, with eyes, you'll have tons of emojis with a whole bunch of exclamation points and they can't just give you one question mark. It's got to be the question mark with all of the exclamation points with it. <laughs> and so again, all of that's a really good idea. With the D, uh, you may not get any of that. It's like, oh, wow, this person's kind of rude. Mm-hmm, yep, they're not trying to be rude, but what are they doing? They're keeping it to the point. They don't have a lot of time for all that nonsense. They're just gonna send you their email and be done. So you can also uh, mirror that, but I would suggest, even if you're dealing with a D, to add a little bit of humor and a little bit of some emojis, because even though they may not have time to add all of that, if you can get a smile from them and they see that you're uh, kind, then they'll um, definitely uh, pick up on that. Okay, number two, use positive language. I'm gonna give you 25 top positive words, <clears throat> excuse me, for customer service. And I might even uh, uh, upload my notes of this training to the um, group, that way you can have them on hand. So here they are, definitely, absolutely, certainly, exactly, completely, quickly, fantastic, great, marvelous, Excellent, enjoy, splendid, essential, generous, recommend, friendly, impressive, interesting, brilliant, exciting, terrific, fascinating, expert, favorite, and ideal. People love hearing those words. So I will tell people that was a brilliant idea, and I mean it. If, you know, if it's not brilliant, I'm not going to tell them that, but if they have a brilliant idea, I'm going to make sure and tell them that. So those are the 25 positive words that you can use throughout your uh, email. And they're the top ones. People really like hearing these words. All right, number three, and for my C personalities, you are going to appreciate this. Check spelling and grammar. Believe it or not, some people view misspelling as you not caring enough to make sure that you spelled all of your words correctly, especially spelling. Grammar, eh, you may have people that their grammar uh, police and they're going to check how you say things and they're going to note that typically they will be a C personality but guys it also portrays a lack of excellence a lack of lack of follow-through and thoroughness and so when you're writing your uh, customers and your clients they're going to want to make sure that you're going to follow through with their stuff you're going to be excellent and you're going to be thorough and so if you don't spell check which I've you know I try to do it really hard and I still sometimes miss stuff but just know for some of your customers, they can be like, hmm, I don't know about this. They didn't care to spell their right in that context, or they spelled, you know, um, miscommunication with one M. Hmm, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to do business with them. People really do think that way sometimes. So you want to make sure that you check your spelling. 
Us entrepreneurs wear many hats, but there are some hats that we don't want to wear and we don't want to know how to wear. And that's where Fiverr comes in. Fiverr puts the whole world of freelance talent at your fingertips for all kinds of things that we need done, like logo design, writing and translation, digital marketing, video and animation, music and audio, programming and tech, web design, and more. They even have lifestyle freelancers to help you with personal style, relationship coaching, health and fitness, and so much more. I recently used them to type the transcript of a video for me and was amazed at how fast and professional my freelancer was. You'll find high quality services at every price point. There's no hourly rates, just project-based pricing, and your payments are protected. Go to sherrylovesfiverr.com and get started. That's Sherry with an I and Fiverr with two R's. Number four, be personable. personable. Uh, you want to use emotion, but not, you know, over-the-top emotion. Uh, you want to use empathy, and you want some appropriate personal details. So one of the best laws there is is the law of humor and the law of common ground. Now, you can't always find common ground, especially when you're dealing with a potential new co- uh, client. Um, I will pick up, though, on certain things and realize they're kind of like me to a degree or they're like a certain person and I'll, you know, like, you sound like me because I love this too, you know, or whatever. But the main thing is the law of humor is great as long as it's in an appropriate uh, place. So um, a lot of times in my videos, I'll try to have a joke, which um, I think I did one last week. Um, I'm not sure. I did it before my training. So let me give you one. Uh, there's a guy at a restaurant, this is a joke, okay? There's a guy at a restaurant, he saw a fly in his soup. So he called over the waitress and he said, what is this fly doing in my soup? And the waitress said, it looks like the backstroke. <laughs> oh goodness, I cracked myself up. Okay, so appropriate, uh, uh, relevant humor, not off the wall weirdo humor is really good for your email. So you might have like a fun quote in it, or you might have, you know, where you've got some smiling emojis and a little bit of fun. Uh, you can do that. Um, another way, uh, that you can use empathy and, um, um, uh, emotion is let's say that, you know, that your client just went on vacation with his family. You can ask, you know, say something like, I hope your vacation went well with your family, that you were able to rest and enjoy them because I know you're very busy. Uh, That is a great rapport. You're showing empathy. Uh, You can also, uh, if they have a a child or a spouse that just went through a difficult health journey, you can stop that, Joseph. You can ask them about that and express sympathy. Sorry, he's a little needy today because I was gone all day. Stop working the polls. Uh, so you can, you know, mention that. Um, anything where you're showing that you're paying attention to what they're saying and you ask about that or you say, I hope things, blah, blah, blah. Uh, a lot of people don't want to share personal details, but you expressing that you remember that and then hoping that things went well is a really good way uh, to build rapport. I highly recommend it. Uh, one of my... Um, uh, favorite things to do is using the signature to imply warmth. So if you 
uh, let's say that you've got people where they all always signed off, thanks so-and-so. You know, you can mirror that and that can build rapport, but I love the phrase kind regards. For some reason, it really um, connects with my email uh, people. I think it's because I'm expressing kindness and I'm regarding them. So it's like kind regards. I'm sending warmth your way and people want warmth today. And uh, so that's uh, number five, mirror their greeting or use kind regards. Another thing I suggest, which I need to change mine and really work on that, I realized that when I was working on these notes, is having a picture of yourself where you're smiling. Uh, people love seeing each other's face. You know, I'm about to send my cat some kind regards. Um, they love to see your face. <clears throat> and so if you've got a nice picture, not necessarily a stock photo, because that's more professional and impersonal, but if you have like one with your family or it's you smiling and you're not, you know, in your office doing one of the poses, but you're working with someone or you're out in a coffee shop or you're out in nature and having that uh, picture of you, because again, research shows pe people like you more if they, the more they see your face. And so having in your signature, kind regards, your name with your picture underneath there, and then of course your relevant information like your website and your phone number. Okay, number six, keep commitments. Now I know that sounds funny because we're talking about email, but if you email your client that you're gonna check into something and you'll get back to them the next day, then you need to check into that and you need to get back to them uh, the next day. Okay, that's really, really important. Uh, if you say that you're going to respond by a certain time, then respond by a certain time. Don't leave them hanging. Even if you don't know the information yet, like you still haven't either had time to research or you need a little bit more time, then shoot them a quick text or shoot them a quick email that you've been researching it, you've not found an answer yet, but you'll get back to them as soon as you have one, and then make sure you do. In fact, I was waiting to hear from another company for, well, I was told I would hear by the afternoon uh, on the same day, I let my customer know that I didn't hear back so I made sure and let her know twice I'm still waiting to hear and then after the deadline I let her know they did not get back to me today I will let you know as soon as I hear from them tomorrow and then I expected to have the information by the morning I did not have it so I sent them a quick text I still have not heard back from them I'll let you know as soon as I do and they appreciated that because they weren't just left wondering you know what I was doing am I going to get back with them so just know that even if you don't have the information, if you said you'll, you'll get back to them by a certain time that day or the next day, then make sure you do and keep in touch with them. Number seven, acknowledge positive things that they've done. So I will tell people, I uh, so appreciate you getting back to me. I know you're extremely busy this time of year. Um, if it's you know, a particular business, it tends to be seasonal. Um, another thing you can say is thanks for calling today. I really appreciate it. Uh, thank you for taking out uh, valuable time to meet with me today or take my phone call. Those things acknowledge, number one, that they did do that, but number two, that you recognize their time is valuable, they are important to you, and you appreciate that. Another thing uh, I'll do a lot, because I genuinely appreciate this, is um, if someone did something for me, I'll acknowledge it, and I'll say, uh, I'm so happy 
or I know you worked really hard on this and I appreciate it. Another thing I'll do is if they share some good news with me, I'll acknowledge that and say, I'm really happy about this good news. That's wonderful. And uh, so again, if you're genuine, it you know, it's good. If you're having a rough time doing that, and most Ds can, then you'll want to start getting into the practice and celebrating your client and celebrating their good news. Number eight, don't uh, waste your time. I mean, I've kind of talked about it before, but seriously, you can lose them just like that if you waste their time. So don't send frivolous emails. Uh, if you know something is complicated, don't send 500 emails going back and forth. Now, sometimes you can't help that because people will refuse uh, to take your call because they're busy, and so you're gonna have to deal with things through text messages or emails. But if at all possible, just cut through all of the emails, call them up, and get what needs to be done done. I know that sometimes I've done that to people where I don't have time to call and unfortunately we're gonna have to deal with complicated things through texts and emails, but eventually I'll even get tired of it and I'll just call and say, okay, let's get this handled uh, and I'll make that time. Uh, but I know sometimes we can't do that with our customers. Uh, also, use video. So 60, 30 to 60 seconds is best at the most 90 seconds, um, sending a quick tip, sending an idea, sending you know um, a follow-up email, using your face in video is so uh, important because again, the more they see your face, the more they like you. I recommend recording your video. You can use Dub, D-U-B-B, to do it really quick. You can make a little GIF where it has movement for the emails, but also, you can uh, upload it to YouTube and then uh, send it that way, but always include the transcript because a lot of people like to read instead of view. And then finally, smile as you type. Seriously, when it is important or it is impossible to be in a bad mood or even angry if you're smiling and you're typing. I mean, you can pick up the phone and hear someone smiling when you call them because it's in their tone. It's almost a similar uh, brain hack effect as well when you're emailing. So if you're like, you know, typing away and you're smiling, you're gonna be more personable. You're gonna have more positive emotion. You're gonna um, wanna engage with them, you know, in a personal level with empathy. And so that's a really, really good idea, even if you're ticked. If you can get that smile on your face, because what's happening is you've got endorphins flowing through your body. So even if you're angry and you're smiling and you're sending them a text or an email or you're irritated, it's gonna be softer, okay? And um, yeah, this is kind of an interesting brain hack my uh, sister told me about. Uh, she said that a, a counselor told her daughter in uh, her one time, which I thought was brilliant, that if you've had a negative experience in the past and you smile and say yes when you think of that negative experience, your brain gets confused. It's like, oh, oh, wait a minute. Maybe this isn't that bad of a deal. Oh, okay, I'm gonna reframe this into a positive memory instead of a negative memory. And over time, it starts taking the sting out of negative memories. So that's kind of the thing that you can do with uh, your emails is smile when you're typing. Uh, okay. So all of these tips, I'm sure you can see, can apply very easily to phone calls and in-person meetings. So definitely take them and do that. But it's especially important in your emails and your texts, again, because they don't have the nonverbal cues that they would get when they're with you in person, okay? So that's it. I wanna give you <clears throat> one of my uh, trainings in my blog post from the past 
Uh, I highly, highly recommend you uh, listen to this and even watch the video if you can uh, in this group, go back, because it has a really neat video from YouTube that is uh, um, incredible. I love that video. So if you can watch it and hear, that'd be better. If not, go to the training on my blog. It's called The Power of Words. And again, even if you don't read the whole blog, oh, I do have the video in there. I just remembered I've got the transcript. I've got the audio, but I do have the video I'm telling you about that I got from YouTube in that blog post. So even if you don't read my stuff, if you don't listen to my stuff, go watch that video. It is brilliant, especially when it comes to marketing. So the power of words, it's short, it gets to the point, uh, that video better than I do. So I highly recommend that you go watch it. All right, guys, that's it for this week. I'm gonna take my bowl hair, my very poofy bowl um, situation here and I'm gonna go out into the world because I told you I'm gonna take a hit I'm gonna take a hit for the team of innovation and trying new things I'm gonna go out there and humble myself and look like I have a bowl on my head yep I'm sure gonna do that all right guys see you next week you have a ton of stuff to do as a business owner and sometimes it can be hard to know where to focus to know how to take your business to the next level I've developed an assessment that will help you do just that, the You Are Here Success Map. This simple, quick assessment reveals any hidden areas of danger so you don't end up a statistic. It's based on nine parts the successful businesses possess, and it will reveal your current condition as a starting point to help you map out a plan to strengthen your chances of success. And don't think success necessarily equals success. Sometimes an overnight, has sunk a business. Anyone hear of Kate Middleton in her dress? So take this assessment and map out your plan. Go to sherryannwilson.com forward slash discover dash hidden dash week dash biz dash areas. And yes, I realize how ridiculous that URL is and I will be fixing that soon. I hope today's podcast gave you some actionable wisdom that you can do immediately for your business. I've got a lot more free training on my website at sherryannwilson.com. Sherry with an I and with an E. But before you go, please leave a kind review of this podcast. It's like giving me a hug in podcast world. Work Your Biz Like a Boss is a Mr. Joseph production. What do you think, Joseph?